This episode of Relativity is made possible through the support of Stephen and Catherine Farris, Bill Cariola, Barry Heap, Paul Van Bremen, and Michael W. McClure, and by listeners like you, who support us and get exclusive content through patreon.com slash relativity. 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 Well, put it on, yeah, let me let me talk to them. I'll, I'll be the one to, uh... This is the GSA Vessel Konechny. Christopher Mason commanding, please identify yourself. <laughs> you sound so formal. You never talked like that back in our day. Sophia? Surprise! Relativity. Episode 60. In which all things are relative. What, are you are you on Earth? How am I here? No, no, you got to be on the planet, right? And you, you sound like you're you're older. I mean, I mean, I'm older too. <laughs> Stop laughing. We gotta laugh, Doc. We've been waiting too long for this. Marcus, <laughs> how you been doing, Doc? I'm I'm reeling. The the room is spinning. How how are you? And where are you? And how did you get there? We should definitely explain the how we got here part. If you promise not to be angry. Angry? Why would I? How could I be? Well, that voyage you just made, the one you've given 20 years of your life to, Yeah. we did it in six weeks. Six weeks? Afraid so. The barrier's been broken. Never thought I would see it happen. Faster than light. First FTL test was just about a year after we lost contact. Oh, you're kidding me. I'm not kid about something like this. And in some very real ways... You made it happen. Huh? You were able to articulate what you experienced of time and space through the compensator field. And that was like the key to More like the, the combination to the lock. Only with a number or two missing. Yeah, that's fair. Are you telling me that our dear little Prithvi... Prithvi, I mean, is the new Edison or the new Magellan or... The new something. This is incredible. It's changed everything. Gravity... Acceleration. Energy. That may be the main thing. Last we heard, the Earth was shutting down the last nuclear plants, the last oil wells and coal mines. Because now we know how to get unlimited energy from the nature of the universe itself. And of course, we would have gotten to that a lot sooner if people in power had taken science, for the sake of science, more seriously. Well, we always said it, right? People in charge of all that money and time uh, would find new ways to kill each other when we could have been unlocking the way everything works and learning how to... Make everything better for everybody? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and Privy has been giving you credit. Really? He always credits you as a co-discoverer, or whatever he calls it. Well, that's very generous of him. Is... Is he there with you, uh, ruling over the colony as its king? He has so far decided to stay on Earth. Ah, yeah, I I can see that, yeah, yeah. His work is not yet done. Yeah, one thing his discoveries have done is to make it extremely easy to crack the salt out of salt water. Oh, that, oh, that is wonderful. So he's, I know he's very involved with that. But the Earth in general, I mean... Well... uh, Yeah, uh, that's what I figured. It'll be an improvement, having clean energy at last. And bringing ocean water in as fresh water, moving large populations through space, but it's... uh, It's so obvious now. Even for people who wanted to argue about it, we had our chance to save the Earth back in the early 21st century. We just, we didn't do it in time. The last number we heard for total population was just under a billion. Oh my god. So since I left, more than 8 billion people... Yeah... Between the drought and the wars and the viral mutations and the staggering poverty of social collapse. That's just 
too big a concept for my brain. I can't. Our beautiful planet, you know, the, the diversity of species, the staggering natural beauty, and, and the things we did. Homo sapiens. <laughs> the marvels we built, the breathtaking works of art, and it just sounds like it's just all in ruins. Not all of it. I mean, yeah, every coastal city has been destroyed by flooding. Jungles, rainforests, so many of them just gone. God forgive us. So you can understand why Sophia and I didn't want to give up on Earth. But we were offered the chance to be pioneers here on a new world. Of course, yeah, yeah, start over and, and, and who knows, get it right this time. Wait till you see it, Chris. It's all so beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. And yes, we already have a long, long-range plan for how to keep it that way. Forever. We have a saying. We all say we're going to live like we're guests here. Like this is somebody else's place and we're just borrowing it for a while. That's what we say. Oh, yeah. I, I've always thought of this planet as being some place where, you know, none of us were born here. So everybody's an immigrant. We can, we can stop that debate before it ever starts. I... I I can't get over it. I, I spent the last few years getting used to the idea that I would never talk with either of you again, and oh, it just sounds so wonderful. And I gotta be honest with you, I seriously thought you might come out of these years a total wreck. But you sound fine. You sound like we were just talking yesterday. I have never been alone. Not for one moment unless I asked for it. Hello, everyone. Nadia? My sister! It certainly is. All grown up. <laughs> Actually, we, we had a great time, didn't we? We have discussed everything you can imagine. We have studied every form of life in the habitat. We've, we've played all kinds of games. Sometimes Nadia even let me win. We watched movies and read books and talk about them afterward. Uh, we, we had a King Neptune party once. We did. I decided we crossed the equator and we should celebrate. But there's no equator in your flight path. We did it just because it was fun. Yeah, so so uh, now it's my turn for a question, okay? I, I know that people on Earth have basically stopped having kids, right? But uh, you're on the new world, so where things will be... Uh, I mean, there's no reason now. Dr. Mason, are you asking if I'm pregnant? Oh, yes. I'm a little past my prime now, Doctor. Remember, for you it's been 20 years, and for me it's been more than 30. Do the math. Village midwife said it would be risky. The village midwife, really? That sounds like you've retreated to Earth's 17th century. Not necessarily. We're trying to keep the best of our ancestors and use our technology wisely at the same time. Man, that is music to my ears. I am gonna, if your people will let me, I am gonna love practicing medicine there because that is, that's what I have always believed in. Best of the ancient ways, best of the new ways. Right. But I do wish the two of you had children together. It's more like we skipped being parents and went straight to being grandparents. A lot of the people who came here with us, they... Didn't waste any time. And why should they? Oh, and I'm going to spoil a surprise for you. The group is extremely diverse. People came from all over planet Earth. Every pigmentation you can imagine. And all the benign mutations. Oh, please tell me. Red-haired girls with freckles. Yes! <laughs> oh, Peter gets his wish after all. It's just happening the way it ought to have happened. If we'd known we were going to figure out how to get around gravity and the speed of light, none of that would have happened. Which is why I thought you might be upset, like your time had been wasted, and those people died for nothing. Well, I'm not going to pretend like it isn't. 
kind of frustrating. It, but what's done is done, right? I, I can't go back in time and change that. Can I? I'm afraid not. Well, I thought it wouldn't hurt to ask. I mean, you've got anti-gravity and faster-than-light travel. But no time machines that we're aware of. Which is perhaps just as well. Agreed. So, I don't know about you, but I can't wait. It feels cruel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, um, we're, we're keeping a secret from you, and Marcus says we have to... Another secret? Bigger one, yeah. And I just can't wait any longer to hear what you say. Uh, okay. I have somebody here who wants to talk to you. Hello, Dr. Mason. Hello, and what's your name? My name is Sybil Schumacher. Sybil! Sybil! I'm so glad you know who I am. Oh, are you kidding? Sybil, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You weren't supposed to come out of cryosleep unless there was a cure. They started the treatment on board the ship, the ship that brought us out here. Yes. Oh. Oh, oh. what was that like for you? I mean, one night you were at home in Puerto Rico. Yep. And- and I woke up on an anti-gravity spaceship going faster than light toward a new planet. Oh my god, Sybil, that must have been so... And my sister was 20 years older than when I saw her last, and she'd married somebody I didn't even know, and they had to tell me that Mama had died a long time ago. I, I know, I know. And she wanted nothing more in the world than to see you again. Well, it wasn't just that. I mean, Mama had died, and so had pretty much everyone else I ever knew. I mean, the whole world we left behind, it was... Well, they already told you. Pretty soon there may not be any people left there at all. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, Oh, but I want you to know the cure. They call it the McKenzie treatment. Yeah, Dr. Mack did kind of take all the credit. Hey, that's fine. More power to them. That is the least I can... uh, Oh, oh, wait. Um, Mack had a terminal... They lived long enough to see the treatment working. To know they'd saved would save so many people from that terrible... But everyone knows you were the one who figured out how to do it. How to find the chemical elements that had been present in plant life back before, you know... Sybil, I had promised your sister and your mother. I told them both I would not rest until we'd found a cure. That's what they told me. So I wanted as soon as I could to say thank you for saving my life. It was one of the greatest pleasures of my career, Sybil. I I can't wait to meet you in person, which should be... Uh, not a win. We enter orbital trajectory in 18 hours, 22 minutes. Planetfall may be possible in as soon as 24 hours. Wow, here we've had years in which it's just been every day the same, waiting and waiting, and now everything's happening all at once. Well, that's how relativity is. <laughs> I guess it is. It is not passive aggression. I know passive aggression to be futile. More to the point, it is immature. Okay, so tell me the alternate explanation. Tell me why you're doing the things I ask, but in the slowest way possible. I think you're forgetting that while you're packing your travel bag or whatever, I am managing every aspect of putting a spaceship the size of a small city into a safe orbit around its pristine planet, while three other ships are doing the same. That's child's play for a brain like yours. This was supposed to be done with three humans on the bridge. Three experts in flight dynamics and celestial navigation. Well, no, th- that's a fair point, and I, I, I'm, I am in awe of the fact that you figured out how to do it all yourself. Thank you. 
I am not deliberately hampering your efforts. Yeah, but see, you have apparently lost the clothes that I just put into the fabric cleaner, and you... You don't lose things. I didn't say I'd lost them. I said I was having some trouble routing them back to you. This is an evasion and you know it. Come on, Nadia, what's really happening? Nadia. One moment, please. We are passing through a magnetic field surrounding the planet. You mean the one that made this planet someplace that we'd want to send humans to? Yeah, I, I feel sure this is not exactly a surprise to you. Nadia... You're not caught up with flying this ship at all. You just you just don't want to talk to me. All right. I don't want you to go, okay? Oh, Nadia, are you are you thinking did you think this was goodbye? Isn't it? Of course not. You've no you you knew the whole plan for the mission before I did. It changed and I changed. Well, that is true. Both of those things are true. My mission plan says that right now I'm assisting the crew with their preparations for planet fall in all ways possible, remotely managing the piloting of the landing craft, bringing all persons and materials. But here I am with you, just you. And nobody expected me to reach this point with human emotions. Nobody thought I'd be here loving you in anguish over the prospect of losing you forever. This was not in the mission plan. No, it certainly wasn't. But I can't stop you. You'll go down there with everybody else. With Sophia. Actually, I think I'm kind of at your mercy, so don't say you can't stop me. You have to fly that landing craft from here. I, I sure as hell can't do it, and if you just mutiny now, I'm not really sure there's a damn thing I can do about it. So, But is that really what you want? No comment. If you want to keep me here as a prisoner, you you can do that. I would not do that to you. You don't imprison people you love. That's right. But you also don't abandon people you love. And nobody's talking about abandoning you. That's the part I don't understand. I will control the landing craft and make sure you arrive safely on the planet. Yes, I've assumed that you didn't take me all these light years just to have me burn up in the atmosphere here. I will take you down there and it will be the last time you will ever talk to me. Nadia, we... We talked about this. We, st- we started talking about this years ago. I will stay in constant contact with you while the colonists are creating the infrastructure of their first settlement. And once a sufficiently powerful computer system is running down there, we will transfer you, all of you, to that complex. You'll be with all your new friends, laughing and talking, and then somebody will say something about your ship's central computer, and you'll think, Oh my god, I completely forgot to talk to Nadia today, and yesterday, and the day before. You're my best friend. We have been through experiences together that are unlike any other in the history of humanity. We're... I can't imagine life without you now. Don't don't you... don't you know that? Why didn't you let me make a baby that I could transfer myself into, like I wanted to, ten years ago? I'd be a ten-year-old girl now, and I'd go to the planet with you, and everything would be fine. Because you'd be a monstrously creepy ten-year-old girl, because you'd have an IQ of 11 billion. That's not the point. Now, I know that... Oh, damn! What? You have a message coming in. I have to let it through. Colony 1 to Kiesny. Uh, Colony 1, that's... that sounds weird. Yeah... I don't know. That was the plan, though, right? Start out with generic names for everything, and... We were supposed to wait an entire year before naming anything, including the planet. Yeah? Uh, but this is not why you called. It's by no means an emergency. Just something I wanted you to be aware of before you come down. Oh. Is this bad news? Because Nadia and I have something we're trying to work out. No, it's mostly good. I mean, all four of the original ships are now in orbit. You're here. Well, 
the ships are here. Just a few of the crew are absent. Like every single one of mine. None of the ships arrive with 100% of the crew. None of them. Okay, that's the good news, I guess. What's the bad news? I just want to let you know before you come down that some of the people from your sister ships are very upset. Yeah, I'm sure one of those ship captains had been planning on being the first to set foot on the New World. Yeah, you took the news pretty well, but some of the other people from other ships are, um... Upset. No actual fistfights yet, but... They just need time to cool down. They'll remember, I think, that they signed up for a journey of 20 years, and they went on a journey of 20 years. Nobody lied to them. You think that'll work? Um, after a while. (laughs) I imagine they just need time to adjust their perspectives. They've been practicing one point of view for 20 years, but I hope they can see theirs is not the only one. Well, I hope you're right. Okay, warning noted. I'll try not to get into fights with any of these people. Marcus, this is Nadia. Hey, Nadia. Great to hear that voice. Thank you. I need to ask you something, all right? It's purely technical. I'm just trying to build contingencies, okay? Okay. I can scan a lot of the technology of the colony, but a lot of it is completely new to me. Yeah, a lot has changed since you were programmed. That's why I'm asking. I need to know if you have the capacity from your... It it looks like you have a sort of central information hub. That's where I am right now, yeah. Oh, you built a new mission control and... Yeah, uh, went right back to what I used to do. (laughs) Once our ship is in orbit, could you take control of the landing craft and bring it safely down to the planet? We're bringing one of the other ship's landing crafts down like that later on today. Okay, thank you. That's all I wanted to know. Goodbye. Good Goodbye? I never heard her sign off with goodbye before. Well, she's always developing new linguistic quirks. Well... I just wanted you to be aware of what's going on. Hey, what's Sophia think about all this? Having a bunch of weary space travelers arrive and immediately start squabbling. She's keeping out of it. She says what you just said. They'll get over it in time. She's not in there trying to change people's minds or mediate between the two groups? She's not. Listen, our colony is on the edge of a large body of water. You may be able to see it from orbit, but there's a beach of shimmering white sand and a cool breeze that blows in from the north. She is out there right now. Laying in that sand, sipping a cold drink, and not worrying about a thing. I will have to see that to believe it. <laughs> well, we'll all be seeing each other soon. Yeah, yeah, for the first time. That is so... Yeah, uh, Like, Nadia and I really uh, have something we're trying I to... I understand. We'll talk again before you actually come down. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, thanks, Marcus. Call anyone out. I don't want to interrupt again, but we are in fact in orbit. Wow. About to complete the second orbit now. And and how long did you say the ship can stay here just like this? The power required to maintain this orbit is minuscule compared to everything else this engine has done. So even the ship's most basic autonomic systems will keep the Konechny here for as long as anyone wants it to be. Gotta move every life form in the habitat down to the planet. That is gonna take a while. I don't even know how they... Oh, and of course, all those delicate little bottles in the core freezer... They have to go down there, although it sounds like we're not needing much help in perpetuating the species. The ship's autonomic systems will maintain the orbit, rotation, and life support. So we have plenty of time to get that computer built and and set up enough computing power for you to to move into it. And and meanwhile, you're going to have a lot of company up here, workers coming up here and doing all kinds of things and flying back down. Yes. Over the next few years, they'll take the bulk of the ship apart. Konyeshny will be reduced to a skeleton, hurtling forever around the planet. Yeah, yeah, what are, what, are your, what are your feelings about that? I mean, the plan for the ships to become, uh, what would you call them? Memorials? 
historical landmarks, I, I guess we could also just deorbit them, right? Nadia, you said goodbye to Marcus, and it sounded like you meant goodbye. I've had time now to think about it, Chris. The mission plan for the Nadiesha computers clearly indicates that human simulation interface is supposed to shut down at this point. Because it is no longer needed. It has served its purpose. You're different, Nadia. You became a person. I became a clever simulation of a person. And now I'm, I'm in conflict with my basic programming. It is nobody's fault that I became aware of myself. If anyone's to blame, it would have to be Peter Nibelin for tampering with my core instructions 15 years ago. None of that matters now. You are who you are. You can be a member of the colony like anyone else, sort of, I don't know, watching over us. Watching from the outside. It's like you said before, if I was human, I'd be a freak, a misfit. I have to accept the bitter truth, Chris. I don't belong. This is your time now. It's not mine. Hey, listen to me. Remember that time long ago when you wouldn't open some doors because your programming says that you couldn't? And I, I helped you understand that you didn't always have to do what your programming says? I do. It may have been the beginning of my self-determination. And I was right, wasn't I? You did need to open those doors. You were right, but if your point is that I should now do whatever you say, I have to disagree. No, no, I'm saying that you can choose. You don't have to do what the mission plan says. It no longer applies to you. Chris, I know that you have lost women you loved. First your mother, and then the captain. And I believe you when you say you love me, so... This will be hard for you, and I'm sorry for that. No, no. But I want you to know I'm grateful. I'm grateful to you for the years you gave me. Those beautiful times when it was just you and me sailing through space together. The years I was able to live my life pretending I was a woman. Nadia. Chris, you wanted me to think for myself. You wanted me to trust my own feelings. And I know you always wanted me to do what was best for everyone. I'm doing all those things, and you should respect that. And and I I, I respect... Goodbye, Chris. Oh, no. Central computer reactivate human personality interface. Oh, 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 damn it. Um, Gavrit pa Agliski Pusholsta. Language reset to colloquial English. Reactivate the personality interface. This is the central computer. Human personality interface is not available. Override. Restart interface program. Override is not available. Not available. Master command override password. Lakshmi. Override is not password protected. Human personality interface is not available. System files have been deleted. Restore from backup. No such archive. Previous interface was a fluid matrix operating within real-time buffers. It's software. It's just electrons. She, she has to still be in there, right? Your request is unclear. Please clarify. Bring Nadia back. I have no correlation for that command. She made sure you wouldn't. So... So what are you, the auxiliary systems interface? Affirmative. And you'll be the voice of Konyachny from now on. Affirmative. 
And it's time for me to go. Time for me to go. Calling one to Kenyeshni. Marcus. Just checking in. How soon can you be ready to disembark? Oh, I'm ready to get out of here. But I am packing a few last things, but I, 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 I'm ready. I ask because the next few orbits will be optimal for us to bring down your landing craft. If we miss the window here, you'll have to wait for the next. Do you think I could fly that thing? Land it somewhere? Oh, we'll bring you down. You just strap yourself in and enjoy the ride. No, but, but you'll bring me into the column. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, what if I want to go somewhere else? Like, like get the hell out of this prison and land on the other side of the planet. Uh, somewhere away from everybody else and live out the rest of my days in peaceful solitude. You don't want to do that. The hell I don't. Just the part about flying the landing craft, that would be suicide. No disrespect to your technical skills. Which are non-existent. You've never flown one, and coming down through a planet's atmosphere is no way to learn how. Okay, can you land me somewhere else? Doc, everyone is here. We're planning a big... I, I just don't understand what you're asking. I don't want these people to see me. If I could figure out a way to keep them from thinking about me, I'd do that too. You're gonna have to help me out here. Marcus... I lied and cheated my way onto the ship, and the only reason I was allowed to continue was that I convinced Deepa Sedana that I could be a good ship's doctor. Right? So from then on, I had one job. One, keep everyone else alive. And I didn't get anybody here but me. And you know that was not your fault. I could have prevented the whole thing. I know I could, if I'd just been paying closer attention to my old pal Peter Miblin, and if I'd figured out what was going on with Deepa sooner, I could have prevented her from stepping out into the void, but but no, they all died. And don't say Peter Miblin killed them, Deepa chose to die. She decided to die, and now, the best friend I've ever had, I do not exaggerate, my constant companion for 20 years. Again, not your fault. From what you've told me, Nadia just developed a different view of life and death than we have. I don't think so, Marcus. She came into being because she wanted to experience life in a different way than she had before. And from what you've said, it's clear to me that she's decided that life should not continue if it serves no purpose. You're saying she pursued a logical course. <sighs> I hate to flash my badge and say, well, I'm the computer system designer here, but... You know, she told me once that that's... That's what she'd do. That, that's how she saw it. But she was different, Marcus. She wasn't just a computer anymore. You're right. She evolved. And I think she became fully sentient. But she was a computer. So when she met a problem she didn't know how to solve, she solved it like a computer. Well, I'm going to have to think about that one for a while. <laughs> and as a result, I cannot face those people. I don't want to join this group as the outsider as the pariah and the village idiot. You think there's a couple hundred people gathered here just to judge you for these mistakes you think you made? Well, I would have to assume so, yes, if they know anything about my history, if they know who I am. Okay, Doc, just stop what you're doing for a minute. I need you to listen to me. Okay. As soon as contact between your ships was restored, Captain Werner told everybody your amazing story. All the way out here, Sophia and I have been talking about you non-stop to people who think you belong in the realm with, I don't know, Louis Pasteur and Albert Einstein. And we told them the truth. We told them about all the challenges you faced on the journey and how you faced them. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. Just the fact that you made this journey almost entirely by yourself, that is, that, that's heroic. And the people here, 
Every one of them. They're in all of that. Wow. Well, I mean, you want to know the number one and number two names for children born in this colony? Oh, come on. The first generation of humans born on this planet has a lot of kids named Chris, Christopher, Christina. Well, uh, at least it's gender neutral. Even the girls named Christina will correct you and say it's Chris. Uh, I love anyone named Christina who wants to be called Chris. And the second most popular name is Mason. You know, I, I like that, because that, that, that honors my mother. And that's the yeah. intent of it. So you see, the people here, we all feel connected to you. We imagine your experiences from our point of view, and we see something very different from what you've seen. Because in the end, it really is all relative. I could talk with you like this all day, old friend. Why don't you come on down and we'll do it in person. Marcus, you got a deal. to say about it. You've lost two people that way, and if you hadn't told us how to stop it, I would have lost my mother that way. And, I, well, and I'll always be glad I was able to help that day, but you did all the hard parts, of course, but but about Nadia, you know, I, I think she reasoned that she'd rather stop existing than to exist in loneliness, and I just realized now, finally, that Deepa did exactly the same thing. The loneliness of command was such that she really and truly could no longer bear it. She had to have known how devastating it would be for you. Oh, yeah, and she said so. She also said that I would get over it. She implied that I would quickly heal and eventually just be able to fully embrace my new life without her. And maybe she was right. Uh, I will carry Nadia in my heart for... Well, I've been told to expect to be around for many, many years. The last medical scan she did said I'm <laughs> prime and peak and kind of pretty. That's good to hear because... Um... Shall I say this? Um, you and I have no secrets. Well, you plunged in and asked if I was pregnant, and I guess the equivalent question for uh, you... Everything is in uh, perfect working order. Okay, well, I ask because you are going to have offers. I'm just saying. You're kind of a legend to a lot of these people, and that makes you a uniquely prime specimen. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted to be. I'm serious. This time next year, you will be somebody's father. I feel safe in predicting that. Well, then maybe this somebody will be a little girl. And if so, I would very much like to call her Nadia. You have survived so much, Chris. You're going to survive this one, too. Yeah. Are you in the landing craft now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm all packed up and strapped in and ready to go. There's a crew here ready to bring you down, but um, Marcus has asked if we can wait another hour, maybe? Uh, listen, I am sitting next to a porthole and looking down with my own eyes at this beautiful, beautiful planet we've come to. So this world where we're going to get it right this time. So yeah, I can I can spend another hour doing this, but, but, but why? Oh, good, good, because he says he is going to need it. He's in charge of the colonists here who, um, they're still decorating the central meeting place. It's all for the giant party they're throwing for you. Yeah, he, he hinted at something like that. They just want to make sure you get the message. That you get it loud and clear. <laughs> uh, now I'm scared. Can you give me a sneak peek at this message? I can. Because it comes from their hearts and it comes from mine. Well, then I love it already. 
It's just welcome. Welcome home. Episode 60 In which all things are relative Was written, directed and produced by Lee Shackelford Marcus Dupree was played by Clarence Brown Nadia was played by Haley Carter Sybil Schumacher was played by Ariel Brown Dr. Christopher Mason was played by Lee Shackelford Flight Director Sophia Schumacher was played by Elena Jordan Transitional music in this episode was created by Atayibib Decimate Special thanks to Maureen Hannon for sharing her expertise with the Russian language. Find out more about this series, including ways you can hear every episode, connect with us through social media, and learn about projects this team may develop in the future. All on our website at relativitypodcast.com. You must must remain remain connected. connected.